Homestyle Green, episode number 60. Where can you find gardening, films, eco-house tours, even a sustainable fashion show? G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. I'm the host of the show, Matthew Cutler-Welsh, and this is the podcast about making a better place to live. Somebody who wants to make a better place to live for everyone, particularly in Auckland, is Louisa Chase. Louisa is the Festival Project Manager and general for general projects at Kaipataki Project Environment Centre. Now, this is an amazing organisation that we touched on last week when I interviewed Adrian Feezy because his open home of his renovation project is going to be one of the tours or just one of the events that are on as part of EcoFest. So I was very keen to catch up with Louisa, who's actually in charge of putting the whole program together. And we talked about uh, the all the events or some of the events that, that are happening, but also the 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 project itself, uh, why it was set up and and um, and what it aims to do. It's quite an amazing story, but I'll let her explain that. I'm very glad to be speaking today with Louisa Chase, who is the festival manager for EcoFest and works with Kaipataki. So thanks for joining us, Louisa. Thank you. Now, before we get stuck into talking about the festival, can you tell us a bit about what you do and why you do it? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, my job is a contract job with Kaipataki Project to deliver the festival um, and I ran the festival last year as well. Um, my connection with Kaipataki Project goes back about seven or eight years when I started there as a volunteer. Um, I had not, re- not that long ago come to New Zealand um, and wanted to find out about native plants and all the local flora and fauna. So right. I went and worked as a volunteer in the nursery there. Um, to get myself up to speed. Is um, there uh, there's an English accent there? Yes, that's right. <laughs> so you came it's over from the it's UK? Probably a little bit, yeah, it's probably a little bit mangled by now. But, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I was born in the UK too, so I, I, got, a, oh, right. I got a natural affiliation for the yeah. uh, UK accent. Yeah. So you wanted to learn a bit more about native fauna and um, plants. Was that something you were interested in prior to coming into New Zealand? Um, yes, I mean, I, I studied geography um, at university, so um, I have a real interest in the landscape and the environment um, from that, well, from even before then, really, because I grew up in a rural area in England with mm-hmm. lots of um, animals and <laughs> right. um, sort of a sustainable um, environment in the UK. So, um, cool. yeah, I've just always been interested in, in nature, really. Now, last week we spoke to Adrian Pizzi, whose uh, house is being on show as part mm. of the EcoFest, mm. and he introduced us to Kaipataki, and I, I have to admit that I, I hadn't come across it before then, but mm. can you tell us what it is, and also I'm interested in why such an organisation like that needs to exist? Mm. Well, Kaipataki Project um started about 15 years ago and it was started as many of these organizations are by one woman and one person she wanted to make a difference when a new road went in between Beechhaven and Glenfield on the North Shore Um, 
and she started planting trees and collecting rubbish and soon many of her neighbours joined her and it became a group um, that went out regularly to do these things. So its roots are in restoration and in native planting, replanting native bush and, and getting the local bush to regenerate. Right. Um, so that's that's where we come from. Now, since then, uh, the organisation has moved into um, a permanent site in Birkdale, mm-hmm. which is a building that was supplied for us by Auckland Council. It's an old childcare centre. Um, we've outgrown it now, um, unfortunately, well, uh-huh. fortunate, fortunately, really. But um, so we're looking for a new, looking to build a new building uh, in the next few years, which will hopefully be um, a living building challenge building. Wow. So um, that's that's our long term project. Um, but at the moment, Kaipataki Project has expanded from those roots and we um, run lots of courses um, on all sorts of different topics, um, which you've probably seen on the website. So we run all the Create Your Own Eden composting courses across Auckland, um, as well as um, courses on um, generally on sustainability. So we have a series of green building seminars happening on a monthly basis. Right. We have... Um, courses on um, home uh, technologies, nanotechnologies it's called. So that's all about the old Nana, bringing some of the Nanotechnologies old, as nanotechnologies, opposed to nano. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's about bringing back some of the older skills and using uh, natural um, ingredients. How popular so are they? Those are very popular. Most are of them are usually sold out. Wow. Um, yeah, and we do different types of composting courses as well. We do hot composting as well as teaching about bakashi bins, um, worm farming, and regular composting. What's a hot, hot composting for those that haven't heard of that as opposed to regular composting? Yeah, well, hot composting is, I'm not an expert in it at all, but um, my understanding is that it's where you build um, a pile including all sorts of things like lawn clippings, um, horse poo, and things like that. So the, the, the idea is to get the temperature in the middle of the pile up to quite a high temperature mm. so that it kills weed seeds um, and so on. So you can you, you can do this in your garden at home. Um, you yeah. just need to kind of know the right ways to layer it and so on. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's just another method of doing it other than your regular compost bin, you know, your black plastic yep. compost bin or yep. worm farms. Um so you have got heaps of information on the website about the courses yeah. and they run throughout the, all of Auckland, not just on the North Shore? Um, yeah, the composting courses are throughout Auckland. Um, we're expanding all the time. The hot composting courses are North Shore and West Auckland. Right. Um, and the others tend to be focused around the North Shore. Um, a lot of them are held at Kaipataki Projects Centre. So... Um, so we are mainly North Shore based, but we're expanding all the time. So all from someone who decided that a road needed prettying up and, and mm-hmm. looking after and some rege- regeneration happening. Yeah, this, this is the kind of difference that one person can make. Yeah, and w- coming back to why that organisation obviously is filling a void, mm. um, w- why do you think that is? What, what's the need there that's being kind of scratched? Um, I guess it's a, a thirst really for sustainability knowledge. Um, there's a, a big increase in people wanting to come on the courses um, in the last two or three years. Um, we've ended up putting on a lot more courses. Um, and things like our Nature for Neighbourhoods scheme, which I haven't mentioned previously, but one of the things we do is we actually go into people's backyards and we help them understand um 
what the weeds are that are in their yards if if they um if their property borders the bush or a stream mm-hmm. um so that they can they can regenerate um that bush and it seems that a lot of people really are very interested in doing that and doing playing their part in helping the the bush to regenerate um i guess that's that's the main need is just um fulfilling um it's education and sustainability, really, in all all aspects of sustainability. Yeah, and and restoration. And there seems to be like a a need for or a desire, willingness for people to get connected as well with other people, and like the the concept of nanotechnology and yeah, going kind of reconnecting with with a different generation as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the things we find at the centre is we have volunteers who come back time after time. We mm. we have a lot of people who volunteer regularly with us. Um, people get connected through the courses. And and it is about connecting community as well and creating community resilience. So um, that's also part of our role. And, you know, they're one and they're hand in hand, really, in yeah. terms of sustainability. They all go together. So what's your business model? That's a good question. I've not been asked that before. <laughs> um, I. I probably don't know how to answer that as a professional question, but I would say that collaboration is one of our key driving things. Yeah, I mean, you've mentioned um, volunteers, so obviously there's a, yeah. a lot of it is volunteer. Yeah, I mean, we're a registered charity. Right. Um, we operate, I mean, volunteers help us to run that. Well, they, they basically run the nursery. Without them, we couldn't do a lot of the work that we do. Yep. Um, they grow the plants. They grow, the, they eco-source um, seeds in the local bush. Um and grow those on in our shade house and our nursery and then they get planted out in the local bush right um so we without them we couldn't do that work um and we collaborate a lot with other organizations who are doing similar work as well so that we can all benefit from shared networks from shared advertising um getting the message out and so on and then do you get some revenue from uh do you sell plants um we sell we don't sell um we don't have re- retail sales to the public right but we do sell um larger quantities of plants um for example we supply plants for forest and birds restoration projects oh, okay um that are local to here with right. with eco sourced plants um we also have revenue which is created by the contracts we have with council right so um delivering the Create Your Own Eden composting courses and also the Nature for Neighbourhoods program in the past has also been um, a council project. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, so they're the main sources. I guess the key message out of all that is that you can do something that's really important that people are really passionate about and to a degree the money kind of takes care of itself. I mean, obviously you have to work hard to make everything still function and now mm. you, you've got this extra challenge of needing a new premises which is a good challenge to have like you say mm. um, but it's just fantastic and I think really encouraging for others to know that you can get people together to do something they're really passionate about and it'll work somehow mm. yeah yeah and the projects that work are the projects that are, that, that are needed yeah yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah so anyway we better talk about EcoFest what's what's that all about EcoFest. Well, um, EcoFest has been running in Auckland for three years now. This is the third year. And the initial um, festival was run in 2012 by the Eco Matters Environment Trust in West Auckland. Yep. 
and they still run the festival every year. So we have two two sister festivals running side by side. So there's Eco West and Eco Fest. Ah, right. Um, so just to yeah, just to make that clear. Yep. Um, so it all started when Karen Summerhays at Auckland Council asked. Um, she she'd worked down in Tauranga with the Sustainable Bays Festival, um, and was really impressed with that model down there. So she then started this in Auckland when she came up here and um, she approached us last year and asked Kaipataki Project to to run the first eco festival on the North Shore. So I was taken on to do that and um, then we're doing it again this year. Now the reason that EcoFest exists is to get the message of crap out, out to Aucklanders, um, share knowledge, share information, um, share skills that are needed for sustainability. Mm-hmm. And what I've discovered as I've been um, working on this project for two years is the absolute gold mine that's out there. We have tremendous knowledge within the local community um, and it's just coming out the woodwork, you know. It's, right. it's just so – there's so many people on the shore and across Auckland who know so much about living more sustainably. Lots of nanas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, so we, we're aiming with the festival to share that, those skills, to share that knowledge um, to encourage people to live in a way which is maybe a little lighter on the planet, um, but that also is is regenerative and has yeah. a positive impact. So it sounds like and your your key f- function there is a bit of a connector because, yeah. you, like you say, you're uncovering that there, all this knowledge exists. It's not like yeah. you're having to source it and create content. It, it's all there. It's just connecting those people with people who are willing to or interested in learning. That's right, and and facilitating as well. So for for a lot of the events, it's not that Kaipataki Project is actually organising and running a lot of them. We're just um, connecting people, facilitating um, these events to be run, providing support and connecting people who can get together to run events. So there's a lot of collaboration happens. It's a real grassroots festival It's and it's really community-led. So um, we have all sorts of people taking part. We've got Forest and Bird. We've got um, Adam Buckingham, who does Trash to Treasure workshops. He's a multiple award winner, green award winner, um, and connected with the Sustainable Business Network. Yep. Um, we've got, oh goodness, it's too many to even think of and list. Um, I'm just having a quick look here. Blank. You've got yeah, everything from bee, beekeeping through to chickens. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned green building seminars. Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, pretty interesting in those. Yeah. Uh, and, and, a, and a tour, lots of gardening yeah, gardening um, workshops. We've also got um, tours um, happening with a company called Portiki Adventures, um, and they are a Māori company who run tours across Auckland. They've been doing so for 10 years. Again, an award-winning company. Um, Bianca, who runs it, um, recently visited England and um, was speaking at a, a dinner with Prince Edward, and um, they're very, very um, well-run uh, events so we're really delighted that they've they'll be putting on a couple of events for EcoFest sharing uh, the Maori perspective on the connection with the land and allowing people to have an insight into into those, those things by visiting Waiheke Island with them and also um, Smith's Bush in Takapuna so we're really thrilled that they're they're on board this year that's the first yeah, time right so again that's about that there's a cultural connection there and, and yeah and a networking of uh, connecting people together with that that understanding i'm assuming maori culture but in a sort of a modern context yes absolutely yeah 
Yeah, and um, they're, they're going to talk about um, their traditional instruments and the way they, um, some of the stories that exist around the bush. Um, so, so there'll be some of the the old knowledge there as yep. well. But yeah, right. um, Bianca, Bianca and um, the other people who run it too are are very young themselves. They're um, I don't know how old, but they're, <laughs> they're young people. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's they've got tremendous energy and um, and wisdom to share. It's just wonderful. So the program is very comprehensive, and we'll definitely put a link up to that. It goes from uh, starts soon next. Is it mm-hmm. next week that it starts? It's Saturday the fifteenth of March. So yes, of March. just over a week away. Yeah, and right through to mid-April. Yeah, thirteenth of April. It runs for a month or so. And is there any sort of central or um, kind of flagship event, or is it is it mostly just a series of events that are happening during that period? Um, yes, it's a series of events. I guess um, there are one or two which seem to be attracting more attention than others. Yep. Um, one of those is a sustainable fashion showcase, actually, which is being run by a group of young people, and this is one of the other um, aspects of sustainability that we're bringing into the festival is to work with different groups and facilitate them to to run things. Um, so this group of young people have a passion for fashion, passion and for fashion, uh, <laughs> and um, and are putting on their first sustainable fashion showcase. So that's attracted a lot of media attention. What's the criteria for sustainable fashion? Um, everything that's in the show is um, either upcycled from secondhand garments. Um, made with recycled fabric or um, made with something uh, sustainable fabric. So we're talking about organic cotton or um, um, organic wool and so on. Wow. Uh, absolutely nothing that's um, – oh, they've got a couple of wearable art pieces as well, um, oh, a dress wow. which has been made entirely out of wet, reused warehouse plastic bags. <laughs> right. Um, but those are the kind of art pieces. The, the rest of it is just um, regular – op shop and upcycled and secondhand right um, secondhand fashion so yeah and uh just looking on the website that's on friday 28th of march that's right yeah 6 30 yeah people need to buy tickets for that no no, it's free 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 event yeah awesome yeah the venue's not huge so um yeah first come first served really right i'll get in for that one that sounds like a fantastic event any any other sort of headline events that uh you, you want to pull out from the mix there's a few um, films in there, I see. Yes, we've got some fantastic events happening in Matakana, actually. So there's a whole, um, if you go to the website, there's a, a button which you can select for Matakana. And there are about 17 events happening up there. That's one of the things we've done this year with the festival has expanded into that area. Right. Um, so we have, I don't know if you've come across Trish Allen before, but she's a permaculture expert and a Matakana local. So she's put all those together events together for us up there which is just wonderful um right. she's she's got films she's got about three or four films happening um as well as um eco readings in the vines so there's a um eco um author um mm-hmm. reading her work and um a guided tour a guided walk up mount tamahanga um all kinds of things um, i'm particularly interested in eric uh i can't remember, can't sp- uh, pronounce his last name Jen Jensen. Jensen. Yeah. yeah. Solar, um, um, solar talk. Solar yeah. opportunities in New Zealand. Yeah. On uh, on Saturday, 29th of March, uh, which yeah. sounds very interesting. Mm. Um. So that is all. If people just find well, the, probably the easiest way to find it is just Google EcoFest. 
Um, and I think yeah. people land, pretty much land on your your website um, there. Mm. And can, do people need to get in touch w with you, or what's the best place for, for what? What do people need to do if they want if they want to find out more or, or go head along to any of the events? Um, most of the event information is on the website. If they do need to, we've also got a Facebook page as well, so um, you can just enter uh, EcoFest North if you're a Facebook user. Um, and there's a page which should be used is is being used very regularly to right. update with news. Um, but if people have further inquiries, which are, which sorry, excuse me, which are not answered by the website, then they can email me, and my email address is festival at kaipataki.org.nz. Right. Um, and that email address is on the ecofest.org.nz website as well. Cool. And just before we leave you, uh, have you got a book recommendation for us? I have. Um, I've recently been rereading um, a book by Jane Goodall, which mm -hmm. is called A Reason for Hope. And Jane Goodall, as you may know, is, um, is well, she's 80 this year. She's an English woman who did, uh, is very well known for her chimpanzee research. And mainly I'm recommending this book because she just has a wonderful positive message about the environment um, and that every little, every person can make a difference. And so... Um, yeah, it's just a really positive book. There's there's a lot of negativity about the terrible place we're headed with the environment, but yeah. her, her message is is one of hope and <laughs> positivity, and I like that. I mean, that's what EcoFest is all about. We're we're not about focusing on all the problems. We're about focusing on solutions, and we're aiming to do it fairly lightly and with some fun, you know, along the way. So, and a um, very nice parallel there between what has become and been created out of one person. Starting to make a difference, yeah, yeah kind of a, a nice, nice um, parallel with it, with EcoFest and Kaipataki there. Mm, yeah, awesome. Hey, well, I know that you're very busy at the moment, getting ready and doing the last last minute organising and planning for mm. the EcoFest. So, thank you very much for your time, and yeah. I hope it goes really well for you this year. And um, it, it's scheduled to be an annual event. Into the future. Yes, yep, as far as we know. Um, my vision, of course, is that, um, and I know it's shared by some of the other organisers, is that we eventually see an Auckland-wide eco-festival. Um, as, as you know, we're, it's West Auckland as well, so do look at their events if you're, if you're looking for things out that eco way. Eco-Fest and Eco-West. Eco-West, yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Hey, well, thank you very much, Louisa. really appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thanks, Matthew. That was Louisa Chase, Festival Project Manager for Carpatiki Project and EcoFest. So as Louisa mentioned, don't forget that uh, EcoFest is running concurrently with EcoWest as well. Um, the two, two, two shows, two festivals will be running at the same time. So definitely head on over to EcoFest website, ecofest.org.nz. And there, from there, you can go through to EcoFest and also EcoWest. Uh, huge range of uh, events and activities right from um, 9th, uh, was it 9th of March? Yeah, 9th of March right through to mid-April. Um, so check it out. Some of them you do would pay to register for. And as Louisa, some of those uh, leading, some of those um, top-line events, it's first in, first serve. So get in there and check it out and, um, and plan what you'd like to head along to. Speaking of eco-events, I caught up with 
Ben, ben Adam Smith from House Planning Help again this week. It's always great to catch up with Ben, see what's going on the other side of the world. And this week he is off to EcoBuild. Now, check out EcoBuild. For those that are down this side of the world, um, you might want to have a have a quick look. For those in the UK, you probably know all about EcoBuild because as they say on their website, EcoBuild is the world's leading event for sustainable design, construction, energy, and the built environment. Wish I was there. Ben is going to be there. So the next best thing that we can do is catch up with him and find out all about that next week. So I'm looking forward to uh, catching up with him again and getting him back on the show, giving us a rundown of what's what's hot, what's going on at uh, EcoBuild. Uh, Eco but check out the website. You get a bit of a flavor of, of um, the scale of that and some of the programs and um, the activities that are going to be on as part of the uh, EcoBuild. Check out some of the speakers they've got there too. Other guests uh, coming up on the show, Joe and Shay uh, from the Zero Energy Zero Energy House. I had caught up with them a couple of weeks ago, so really looking forward to bringing you that interview because uh, more and more people are mentioning the Zero Energy House and others like it around Auckland, which is fantastic because that's a part of the purpose of that is to show that it can be done and it would be awesome to see more houses like that. So look out for that in the next episode or two. I have also recently had a chat with someone about ground source heat pumps. So um, listen out for that one because um, that, that was pretty interesting. Um, before I go, uh, just recapping on, on today's episode, which I, I didn't do at the outset there. Um, it was a bit of a, di bit of a diversion from uh, straight talk about houses, but I was really keen to get Louisa on the show because partly the connection with Adrian's uh, house that he, he's opening up during the, the tour of the eco homes. But I thought it was just really interesting about, first of all, the origins of the the project, the Kaipariki, um project, and the fact that one person can make such a big difference. And that got me thinking, like, what is it that you can do that makes a difference somewhere, maybe just in a small place to start with, but that change or that uh, that whatever it is starts to, might start to build and become something much bigger than than um what it starts as and, and for them it was just one person planting some um natives on the side of a road and, and now it's become a a, a a huge organization that's growing out of its own out of its own building secondly what are you passionate about and are you doing something that relates to that now, clearly, an organization like this doesn't exist without a lot of people who are passionate about what they're doing and just really committed to giving their time to make it all work. And that is a nice reminder about spending our time wisely doing the things that we're passionate about. And finally, the, the comment that Louisa uh, made about the goldmine of information that's already out there. Now, I've often spoke spoken about the fact that we have a lot more in common with each other than we do differences. And I think that is just as true for community initiatives like this as it is for things like house design. There's a tremendous amount of information that's already out there. Some would even go so far as to say that there, there are no new ideas, but there are new connections that can be made and new, new friends that can be made and new networks that, that can be created. So I challenge you to think about what you're passionate about. Think about the difference that you can make as, as an individual and what that can grow into. 
and what knowledge is already out there that could be really useful to you or perhaps you have some knowledge that you could share with others and uh, have a bigger have a wider influence than what you have that's enough for me from this week uh, it's been a pleasure again and thank you to everyone who's commented on last week's show retweeted um, put put up messages on on Facebook really appreciate that and as always would really love it if uh, you head on over to iTunes leave a rating there or leave a short review that uh, definitely helps us out and helps get more people out in uh, get the message out to more people and 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 builds our network as well thanks so much for listening I'm Matthew Cutler Welsh and this is Homestyle Green now go make a better place to live Thanks very much to Doc for today's lovely bird dawn chorus. Check out the show notes for a link.